Talk Radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7. The world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Talk, Love, and Reflection. Brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. And today is one of those days that I just want to discuss what's on your mind, what's on your mind Thursday, uh, to talk about whatever you comes uh, onto your head, I just want to say that, you know, we live in a very despicable time, one in which uh, things that were not clear, clear now, and that you kind of get the idea that there is no light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to the biasness of those that are in control. It is so uh, unbelievable that people who are able to overcome some outrageous behaviors and outrageous circumstances, abilities are questioned uh, because they seem to be un, uh, superhuman. And what I'm talking about is... Uh, Serena Williams, who's overcome a lot of physical hardships, a lot of 
environmental situations, came to understand that she was being blood tested twice as much as any of her other opponents uh, because uh, you would have to believe that the people believe that she's doing something wrong. Uh, there's some reason why this woman is getting up in age and can still beat our young people. So we need to test her because she must be doing something illegal. And when that came to the air the other day and she spoke out about it, it just shows you where people of color suddenly being questioned about what it is they do, no matter how good they are, there has to be some reason outside of their own ability. And I found that so strange uh, that these people would be questioning one of their top athletes or taking her blood twice as much as anybody else. But see, these are the things that color has to con deal with consistently no matter what the issue is. Even when you're at your own job, you have to be aware that there are people who are going to question your loyalty, question your commitment, question your dedication, and always looking uh, to let for you to do something that approves the fact that they should be looking. And that's one of the things that we need to be sharing with our young people is that there's so much more for us to lose when we don't play by the rules. They allow themselves uh, to skirt the rules and to that kind of thing, but they're going to always be watching us because they take so much pleasure in bringing us down. So, Nate, no matter how good we are, or how dedicated we are, uh, no matter how high we fly, they're looking for a way, for a way uh, to see and prove that we don't deserve to be where we are. Good evening, Jay. Good evening, everybody. Yeah, you know what, sir? You, you're absolutely right. It's in like any time we try to get on top, we got we got we always got to be cheap and everything. Then we have to play by the rules. But it's hard to play by the rules when they keep changing the rules too, as well. I mean, it's just like but it's just Iggy Harrison when they started training. They retested those guys, and there's no way in the world those guys can score that high on the test and everything. So every time we are ready to achieve something, something always has to come up. And it's like they changed the rules to pull us back and everything. They didn't, they didn't want us to be ignorant and do that. Like even, 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 on, even on the job I got right now, I'm the only one, like I'm driving a new car job, I'm one of, the, one of two that can drive a stick shift. Because right, even right now I'm driving a tractor trailer, driving it back to Orlando. Everybody else can't. But because I can drive a stick shift, they ask me all kind of questions. Well, where you learn how to drive and all this kind of stuff. And everything like, what does it matter? I know how to do it. I got a class ACDL. And it's like, they can't stand for somebody to be better than them or, 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 or do things better than them. 
man, and it's not going to change. And then they want to try to change the rules and stuff like that. Even in my job, they want you to have a certain amount of experience and all this kind of stuff. And I have more experience than anybody else. But they always want to keep changing the rules as well. So we have to learn how to stay on top of the game and keep involved and evolve in spite of what they do and everything. See, I like when they do stuff like this. They just keep on keeping me on my toes. Complacency kills them. We can't take a place. We take a place that they're going to win. And everything. I asked for Serena, you know what I want to say with stuff like that? Years, Lance Armstrong was dope. We was winning all those uh, 40 friends and everything like that. They didn't say nothing about uh, Lance Armstrong to somebody brought it to life, but they knew about it. But you have an athlete like Serena who is dominating. They, they don't like that. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, it, it's, it's amazing that he had a baby was able to come back and was able to still get dominated so much that they wanted to test her and keep testing her so there's something she's doing to take advantage. And it's, it's so important that we tell our young people that there is a benefit to doing what is right to living the right way and to uh, not even think about skirting uh, the rules because you don't want to even be the one to allow yourself the detriment that will be called because you can believe they're not going to give you any benefit of the doubt. They're going to be just as tough on you as they can because they can. Uh, I saw something the other day in the paper where a young man uh, got smunked for a rape, and he's still coming back and trying to get his sentence uh, revoked. And he wanted to use the fact that supposedly he didn't have his pants down. And I'm saying, you know, it's just crazy how they got all this white privilege and Cheryl that's still trying to always manipulate the rules so they don't have to get punished. Are you there, Cheryl? What are your thoughts about that, G? Even with white privilege, they want to find a way not to have to to uh, be punished. And even today, when we look at our president. He can do as much lying as he wants to, but he they he, he's trying to do everything he can not to to uh, avoid the punishment that he deserves. Well, uh, I apologize for being late, uh, but uh, to uh, I heard your last caller uh, say something uh, that kind of put me in the mind of of, of a good answer. Uh, we are. In a time like like something we we never seen before, um, you know I think that um, we should uh, become accustomed to a new normal. Um, you know if, if if you're talking about Donald Trump and I, and I'm James, are you speaking about Donald Trump trying to trying to avoid uh, being caught? Is that is that is that your question to me? Well, I'm talking about how it is that they hold us accountable to the rules. I don't know if you mm-hmm. heard or not, but uh, Serena 
found out that she gets twist tested, blood tested twice as much as any of the other people. And the fact that they just can't believe she is good as she is. But I'm talking about white privilege is such that they don't want to be held accountable to breaking any rules, but yet they're holding our feet to the fire. You know, it even goes back to, and I'm glad Reverend Smith is on today, when we talked about how they're willing to put us in jail when it looks like it was a stand-the-ground law, but yet Mm -hmm. they're willing uh, to do, you know, to let their people go uh, no matter Mm -hmm. what. And so it's Mm -hmm. just that it's just becoming obvious that Mm -hmm. our our president lies every day, and Mm -hmm. and he's get caught in his lies, and it is it it means nothing. Uh, But yet Mm -hmm. African Americans and and um, people of color are scrutinized to the nth degree. All right, so let me elaborate on that right there. Um, I think it's it's important uh, for us to hold our young people's feet to the fire, um, almost to the point where we had to just kind of hold them around the shoulders or hold them around the neck and let the fire burn their feet until they are willing to pay attention to what you just said, to the obvious. Because the obvious is blatant, and it's a blatant attempt to just get away with any and everything just because they think they can, all right? Now, that being said, uh, the current administration and the facade that his supporters have taken on, and it has kind of caught fire a little bit, uh, the facade that they've taken on uh, is attractive to people like them. Uh, 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 Hillary Clinton described them perfectly when she called them the deplorables. And the deplorables, uh, some of them take pride, take pride in being deplorable. I've seen T-shirts. I'm one of the deplorables. I've seen T-shirts saying that. So uh, in that, uh, our young people, we have to uh, urgently get them to start paying attention to what's going on because it's going to affect them in the next 5, 10, 15 years. Now, in the next 5, 10, 15 years, you, myself, Reverend Smith, Miss Audrey, Miss Miss Cheryl, uh, and Miss maybe even Miss Kathy may be in a different state. Okay? That being said, it's an, it is imperative that we get them and hold them by the neck and say, look, y'all need to start paying attention because this is obvious that the the momentum that they're trying to gain. And and so if they don't start standing up, like, like for, for, for instance, this thing in Clearwater, Florida, somebody need to be real involved about that. Some, them churches down there need to be turning that place upside down because uh, it is obvious and it's blatant and it's in your face and it's almost like, what you going to do about it? Thank you, James. Uh, Reverend Smith, I know that you have all kinds of things going on, and I'm just so thankful that you're here today because uh, the last couple of calls, we've we've uh, really been dealing with white privilege and how, you know, you it's like, uh, I'm going to use this crazy analogy, you know, you, you, know, you live on uh, the cart rights and you live on the bonanza and, and you can just do whatever you want to because you're a cart right. 
and uh, we, you know, we just, we just untouchable. And so it looks like in the state of Florida that uh, white people have created a new white privilege that gives you the right uh, to take a man's life because you get pushed on your ass. And yet we have cases of a white woman, a black woman in Jacksonville who was in her home and accosted by her her ex-husband or her ex-boyfriend, she fired a warning shot and was going to get nearly 20 years for shooting a bullet in her ceiling to scare him away. And then you have a black man, uh, I forgot what area he's from, where he came out of his home and a white man put his hands around his neck and uh, he felt he was threat- his life was threatened. And he shot the man, and he got eight years. So it is obvious that when we use laws that are supposed to be there for the benefit for everyone, they don't, they're not there for us. And so we have to tell our kids, hey, we have to live a different way because these people are ready and prepared to destroy our lives uh despite the laws that they put on the book. Good evening to everyone. I understand everything you're saying and this I don't know we are we're acting like this is something new. This has been going on for ages and ages and ages and we're still here. We're still standing. We're still making, we still got jobs. We're still making our monies and, 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 and living a halfway decent life sometime. Yes, we do have to go the extra mile. Yes, we do have hurdles that we have to climb, a lot stronger hurdles than some of them, not all of them, but some of them. Yes, we have a long way to go, and we won't see the change. But God can make a change. God's going to make a change. You may not see it, and I may not see it. I refuse, and that's one of the major reasons why a lot of times I I, I don't like a lot of negative stuff in my in my system or in my brain or heart when I'm getting ready to preach so I don't come on the line that much anymore because I want I want to hear some positive things and positive thinking. And and I refuse because getting upset about what these people are doing, it's not going to change a thing. I don't care what we say or sit here and talk about all day long. This has been going on for years, and all of a sudden, uh, we thought we had made it. We should have. We, I know that we thought we didn't make it. I was out there all those years, working undercover, in the military, doing all these different. And I, I had to fight through all of those things all of my life. And here I am now at seventy-six, and I'm still fighting those things. But I. Re- I refuse 
fall down. I refuse to give up. And, and, and the thing is what Dee said, we must teach our children, not the anger of it all. We get so angry behind it and know it's not going to change a thing. But we need to teach them that, hey, these things are going to come, but this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Because no matter what they try to do, and no matter how they try to do it, God is still in charge. And after all these years, they, they are a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them are so stupid to believe that they can dispel us. They cannot dispel you. You are God's creation just like they are. And you're not going anywhere. You've been here all this long time. You've had opportunities, and you're still going to have opportunities. Because why? Because they cannot, no matter what they think or what they want to do, they cannot get along without you. They can't get along without the Mexicans or the Puerto Ricans or any other of the rest of, of color because they don't know how to do the things that we know how to do. So as far as me getting upset about them and what they're doing, yes, it's wrong about the stand your ground. But we've been standing our grounds all our lives, okay? We've been trying to survive, but through the grace and mercy of God, we've made it to a point where we can stand our grounds. We can stand our ground. Even though those people that got those got that time and all of this stuff from them, they had public defenders. What these we cannot afford the expensive attorneys. So we have to deal with the situation and if we wanted to do something constructive, if the churches or the people or the gold funds and stuff then we would afford each time a person get into trouble, we would afford them the ability to be able to have a decent defense attorney. That's what we need to do. But to get upset about it, I refuse to anymore because my life has been a good life. Your life, all of our lives have been a good life. Have we been through hell and high water? Yes, we have. Are we still going to go through hell and high water? Yes, we are. But by the grace of God, they can steal my body, but they can't take my soul. I'm going to be here. I'm going to stand. And no matter what they try to do or how they try to do it, I'm going to make them respect me. That's all I want them to do. I don't want them to like me. Don't put me in a special place. Just respect me. And they're going to respect me whether they like it or not. And that's all we can ask for is respect. And most of all, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. We're we are thinking of things, what we can do. What can God do for you? Turn your life over to him and walk up and walk with him and talk with him. And he will direct your path. But we can't do it, people. We can't do it. I don't care how much we fight. We can't do it. But he can, and he will. And he's been doing it for us for 450 or 
500, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 years. They tried to get rid of us in, in, in biblical time. Look at us. We're still here. That's what the William brothers said. We're still standing. And we're going to still be standing. So don't let it get to you. God's going to take care of this foolishness. Not in your time or my time, but he's going to deal with it. So don't don't get all get your drawers in a bundle. That just <laughs> look at them. No, just look at them and say, "Hey, forget you, forget you." I think it's a great point. That is, but Trump Trump ain't getting away with nothing. Okay, so stop worrying about that fool. Stop worrying about him. Thing is going to come crashing down on his head because God is going to make it happen, not us. But he himself is turning it all over and over, and God is watching, and he's he's letting him make a bigger fool out of himself than he would have ever been if he had just shut up and went on and did what he was supposed to do, was be president of these United States. I'm through. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> well, thank you, Reverend Zip. Well, you know, it is a – it is – we look forward to that time or that day when we can have what has been written for us to have. We don't want no more than anybody else. Serena don't want no, he, you know, she stated that she don't mind being tested, but why should she get tested more than anybody else? And then in, in the scrutiny that we are constantly under and the pressure, sometimes you're right. Sometimes pressure turns coal into a diamond, but sometimes pressure turn will bust a pipe. So sometimes you we seek to be treated as fairly as possible, uh, Joyce. Sometimes we just want what everybody else wants, and you know it, it burdens us. And we know that you know the, the harder you make it work, the better we're going to be. But sometimes we just want to be treated fairly. Well, that's true. But we, we know that everything in life is not fair. So once we realize that we're not going to get be on equal ground, that you gotta you got to come to grips with that. Once Amen. Once you come to grips with Amen. that, then you can survive. And I you agree with survive. you 100%. We're comparing yeah. ourselves with what the law is. I keep telling you the law is not for you. So we're going to have to be smart enough, and we're going to have to use the law to our advantage. Now, right. you're thinking that you can come and shoot yourself up, uh, shoot up in the, in, the, in the ceiling. I don't care where you're shooting, you're going to jail. So you cannot compare what they do to a white man to what they do to a black man. Just like you said yesterday, we got to reach back and learn how to survive like our ancestors. That's why we're standing today, because they were smart. That's right. They think That's on right. their feet. And being able to think on your feet is not reacting to everything that a white man does. You got to have composure and know how to deal with that. And That's once right. we learn how to do that, we'll survive a nation. But we got to teach our kids how to survive, not to blow off the chain. Right. Count to 10, do whatever you got to do to help the finesse. Then you can come home and tell how you played that white boy because he was mm-hmm. thinking you was going to act this way. But, Mom, guess what? I did this. I blew his mind, see, 
they would be wanting you to wreck. I told you you need to teach your kids to deal with a white man that everybody's packing. That's how you have to deal with them, whether they got a gun or not. You got to think that way that I got to deal. I'm talking to this white man or this white boy or whoever else that I got to deal with him in a way that I think he got a gun on him. So mm-hmm. I am not going to act a certain way when I know I don't have no gun on me. So we got to deal with that type of situation. This is the way that we are. And like I indicated, don't be afraid to go to your pastor and ask them, could you make a, a, a speech and tell them that we as a community, we need to learn how to be a way to take back our community. One way of doing that, get all these people out of, out of your neighborhood who has these grocery stores that are not a minority. We got to start catering. And then we got to start, I mean, we go five or ten miles to buy different things. Why not go five or ten miles to, to donate and uh, cater to another black? Because this dude, I was so mad, and I, I have to go back to that shooting, remember? We mad at, at the guy that shot, and we should be mad at the store manager who had, had that happen several times at his store. So to me, as a black person, you didn't protect me coming into your store. If you in my neighborhood, damn it, you need to protect all your customers that's come in there. He could have cleaned that up because the first time that that would have been in a white neighborhood, that that dude had happened like that before, it wouldn't have never happened a second time. And then you're going to get on TV and say that this didn't happen, he's been that way and he didn't happen this way, unacceptable. So those type of people, they want to take your money, but they're not ready to give you the type of protection that you need, get them out of your neighborhood. Tell the minister at the church, what can we do to take back our neighborhood? We want to bring our black businesses back there. You want to, you sick of white, catering to somebody who don't even respect you enough in your neighborhood. They got to go. You're right, Charles. You know, yeah, hey, it is, you, are, you have experienced, um, you and Reverend Smith have experienced something very unique where you have actually put your life on the line for your country. Uh, but your country is still not giving you, uh, giving us the respect we deserve. And I understand that Reverend Smith is saying that we may not ever get it, but to be, to have been put in a position where you put your life on the line, you know, I, I pay my taxes. I, I've uh, gone to college and I've done the right thing, but I've never went to, uh, I never put on the uniform. I never carried a gun. I never sat at a post. Uh, but, you know, you all deserve something more. And in that, we all do. So, you know, what What are your thoughts about after doing all that you've done, you still find yourself coming back fighting the same battle? Are you that Nate? I'm sorry, Jane. Was that for me? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry. I had you on mute. Okay. Um, um, you know what? History, one thing I love about the show, everybody has something to bring to it, and I listen to a lot of the wisdom. And when I listen to the wisdom, it makes me realize how good I do have it. You know, I know things are not all well, and, but at the end of the day, this country is my home. You know, I did throw the uniform to defend it. And even though all is not as well, all is not, not, not bad either. You know, I didn't grow up in the 60s or the 50s that my mom did. She has stories about when they got chased out of out of their hometown by the Klan. I never got chased like that. So 
I am doing better, but at the same time, do 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 we need to demand more? Yes, we do. Yes, uh, I put my life on the, uh, on the line for this country. Reverend Spielberg and those who came before us and everything. But I've done it because I love this country. Even though the country don't love me as much as I love it, but I want to show them that we are capable of doing great things. To me, there's no greater calling than serving. Whether it's serving your country, serving your man, serving your church, wherever. You know, a lot of times Amen. I think about the things that 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 we had to go through. Yes, we want to go through the struggle. We built for it. I mean, we are built for it. Whether we like it or not, we are built for it and everything. You know, at the same time, you know, but we also have to be be more tactical on how we do stuff. We have to be smarter, be more patient, and everything. Even though things are not as well. But things are not as bad as they used to be in their day. Just like at West Point. West Point has the first black superintendent at West Point. He wouldn't have been there 30 years ago. That three-star right. general wouldn't have been there. Anyway, wouldn't have been a three-star general three, uh, 30 years ago. So we have made some strides. We need to go farther. We need to go better. And just like, um, uh, I forgot the name of um. Uh, Mr. Jordan, I, I forget what his name. What you say, like that store owner and everything? We should be mad at him for not want to clean that up. He allowed that stuff to happen in his store. You want to come to our neighborhood and, 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 and take our money? Then you need to protect that as well. We need to hold more more people accountable for taking from, from from taking from us at the same time. And at the same time, we got to do a better job of taking care of each other. I sit right back here and deliver trucks all day long with the dump truck, tractor trailers to all these other people. Latinos and everything. The one thing they have in common, they take care of each other. They tell each other where to go get trucks at. They tell each other where the business is at. They take care of each other. That's the same page we got to get on. We got to learn how to take care of each other because we are a greater nation in the African American community. But until we stand together united, we all will have these kind of things happen. We can protest, we can fuss, but the protest and all those things are it's only limited for a short period of time. As soon as we get our way and stuff, we go right back doing the same thing that we always been doing. Right. It is time to stand. Now, last night, I was challenged to get a police officer to come to my church, and I'm going to do that because we need to do something. I'm not sitting on the sideline anymore and just talking about this stuff. We need to be a people of action in every element of life, whether from city to state to federal, whatever. We need to do things. I'm a soldier. I served for served 23 years, 23 years of three deployments. I don't came close to getting killed a lot of times. A lot of times, mm-hmm. I would have I, I would have died, and nobody would have gave us a contract. Nobody would have gave a damn because my name means nothing. Now, there's a lot of great people that came before me, like the Tuskegee Airmen, Buffalo Soldiers, Frederick Douglass. They legacy, they legacy lives through us, just like it was said before. We're standing today because they stood. So today we need to stand and stand broader and be a proud people. I'm proud Amen. today. African-American. Right. I'm very proud. I don't care what they say and how they say it. They don't, they don't dictate my destiny, and they don't determine who I am. I am somebody, yes, and they show reconfirms that I'm somebody. Yes, sir. And, yes. I, and I love yes. what this show is doing. I love what this show is doing. So That's why I said we I need to reach back and, and, and go back where he, where he said we were for time. You remember when they used to march? What did they have around their neck? I am a man. And that's what we are. You are a man. So then don't let nobody degrade you or anything like that. 
you know, I, I am extremely proud of the voices that are being displayed on this show. And, D, um, the question I wanted to ask you, D, you live in an environment in Atlanta where you've seen uh, our I've seen our people take control and take leadership. And what what does that do to you that you lived in that environment and you can show those kinds of things to these young people? Well, uh, can y'all hear me all right? I had to change my environment. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Okay, very good. Now, listen, uh, what that does for me, it, uh, it, it makes me go back and observe uh, how they did things to get things done. Um, and and they said it, and Miss Joyce has been saying it for the past three or four days. Uh, they was tactical. They was tactical more so than reactionary. Um, you know, when you look back at uh, the, the Angela Davis, uh, John Lewis, and and the persons. Uh, that was um, on the forefront, uh, they, but they was educated. And so they knew the importance of, uh, of being tactical and not being so loud doing so. They didn't have to scream and holler. All they had to do was just raise the points. And in raising the points, uh, they grew an audience because everything they said was saying was true, and I think there's something in that, you know. Uh, now, of course, uh, uh, on the opposite side of that coin, there were the foot soldiers, the Black Panther Party, the foot, foot soldiers, those who felt that they had to uh, stomp a little louder to, to gain attention. Uh, but in that, you know, when you are tactical and you raise the point of, being, of, of truth, you can't help but get the people that know the truth to pay you some attention as opposed to, to the one that's kind of trying to rattle the cage and you're going to respect me regardless. You know, so now, uh, now here's my point and all. Uh, I, I know and listen to uh, Pastor Smith. Uh, I am a firm believer that God and science are partners when it comes down to our longevity in life on this planet. All right. Now, it, my point is uh, we have to appreciate the act of evolving into something better and a better way of doing things. Uh, to rattle the cage, to burn the flag or, or, or scream and shout and, and even protesting is good, but you've got to be tactical in doing so to where they have to respect what you're saying. All right. So, uh, we have to evolve into a better way of doing things. Now, Ms. Joyce has been saying this for five for five days, and and the fact of the matter is, it's all it's all about evolving or adapting to to the environment, and then um, making our points in a different way where we can be heard better. Now, last point. All right, you know the common cockroach is just as old as any dinosaur that ever lived. But the common cockroach and other and other, other squiggly animals or insects like like himself have learned to evolve, and they are here the same squiggly animals 
that you see when you when you pull up a rock, those same animals or those same insects are just as old as any dinosaur fossil. The difference right. is they 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 learn to keep their head down. That's right. You see, they learn to keep their head down, and then they come up when it's necessary. And I think there's there's a lesson to be learned in that that we have to evolve. We keep our head down, right? But at the same time, like Dr. King and those used to do, they were planning all the time, but they kept the head down. Mm-hmm. And so, and and so we should do the same thing. You know, back in the day, uh, when um, people of influence used to go to our neighborhood, and and they used to talk to the drug dealers, talk, 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 to, talk to the drug dealers, ask them, and tell them why it was counterproductive to do what they're doing when we are on the same team, you know. So if we can ever get back to that point, I think we can get more ground done a lot faster. Thank you. But don't we owe a uh, – don't we have an obligation uh, to move beyond what the past has given us and get to a place in the future where we demand the right to sit at the table and get what our heart deserves, what our gift deserves. We were all given a gift, and our gift is no less valuable than anybody else's. I should be the one to determine where my gift gets me. I should not allow outside forces to diminish my diminish what my God has given me to allow me to live my life and and in a way that is my determination. So, uh, Cassie, you know, we we want to keep our head down, but at the same time we need to fight the fight that will allow us to have what we, our birthright uh, says we, is, we're entitled to. I apologize, James. I came in late, so I don't know what the start of the conversation was. But I wanted to say hello to everyone. And if you don't mind, if I could continue to listen for a while, then maybe you can come back to me. Okay. Well, Dee, what what are your thoughts on that? You know, I understand keeping your head down, but we have, God has given us some entitlement. Our past ancestors, fought and died for us to have uh, a certain amount of rights and uh, the ability to live free from uh, the white man's scrutiny. And so what do you say about us us, uh, uh, not being passive? uh, Are you not telling us to be passive? No, I'm not. What 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 I'm asking us to do is for us to ascertain what the situation is to do a uh, like like Nate said when they go into a battle they ascertain what what the situation is what the environment is going to be what the chances of survival is going to be and all of that now when we do that we have to come to the realization first of all we're outgunned we're outgunned all right and then the laws are written to protect them and to be on their side okay so. When we do that, then at least we know what it is that we're dealing with. Therefore, um, surely, like Nate said and Miss Joyce said, and like you were saying yourself, James, sure, we appreciate the sacrifice that they made. However, we have to pick our battles. 
like Miss Joyce been saying for five days. We got to learn how to pick our battles where we can be, where the battle could be advantageous to us, and not play into their, uh, to their hands. Because again, the stand your ground law, uh, uh, depends on you losing your head. If you don't lose your head, it don't work. But if you lose your head, then you play right into that, just like the sheriff said. See, the sheriff hand felt that his hand was tied because the man lost his head. Now, surely, if if you were to ask the sheriff, well, if it was your wife and you was coming out of the uh, Walmart and some black guy is, is got your wife pinned in the car, hollering at her and pointing his finger at you, how would you react? See, that we got to learn to ask the right question. That's a hundred thousand dollar question right there. So, mm-hmm. in that, like Miss George been saying, we got to learn how to play smart. We are the smartest people on the planet. When we use our head, so that's what that's that's so that the sacrifice that they made, they set the table for us, in the hope that we've learned something from them, from their sacrifices. Some some of them paid the ultimate price, so they hope that we have learned something where we don't have to pay the ultimate price also, or end up in jail for twenty and thirty years for misdemeanor. Thank you, uh, Joyce. You um. You know that you have gotten what is true for the most part is that you have a situation where your children have thrived based on what it is that you taught them. And so that's what everybody wants is for their children to span their existence. So why shouldn't we want people to do, our children to do better and not to be, we don't want them to be pastors. You want them to be able to learn and read the situation. You want them to, and they're smart enough to do that. And that's not being passive. That's being smart. You're, what do you think about your ancestors? That's why you stand to this day. All situations are different. You you don't have to be uh, about, and, and you said demand. You can demand all day. That's not going to get you anywhere. And we'll be forever fighting for what is right and for what you what you want. My son is in a situation, he's a doctor or whatever, but he has issues. Do you really think that they, everybody like him being a doctor? No, they don't. You know, so he has the same issues but that we, that the average people do, but it's on a different level. But it's all in how you carry yourself, all in how you react, and all in how you deal with it, you see. Just like they try to uh, get our young people uh uh, the trigger points, don't you know they try to get his trigger points too? But you have to be smart enough to do that. You're going to have issues in every stage of life, no matter who you are, what you are. Even Oprah Winfrey had issues, remember? They put her out the store because they thought she was stealing. Everybody, you're never, ever going to stop getting a battle and standing up for your rights. No one is going to give you nothing. But just like Dee said, we got to be smart. And then you got to know when to pick your battles. You got to know when to when to really deal with it and when to walk away and deal with it on a different level. What we need to do is come together like like our our ancestors did. And one way of doing that is taking back our neighborhood, like I indicated. Stop catering to all these people that's in your neighborhood. If it's not a minority, you don't you're not going to cater to that business. Let them go somewhere else. Because we can get in our car and drive to a store and get our 
perfect shoes or whatever, but what makes you not want to go there and, and cater to your brother and your sister? Might be a little high, but that's the price. You see these Chinese, they're going to cater to each other. Uh, Nigerians, they're going to cater to each other. Now we got to start doing that also. And once we, we start limiting people coming in our neighborhood shooting, white folks, white policemen, we we can do that. We can do that. When you you get on the phone, could you send me out a a, a, a black policeman to my 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 area? And don't be afraid to ask for them because they sure gonna tell you they want a white one. And like uh, Nate told you with the cable company, they'll tell you in a minute. Do not send a Negro. Uh, they didn't use that word Negro, but don't send a black person to my house to service me. I don't want a black man stepping in my house giving me no cable. That's where we are, and this is the type of world that we're living in. We really, really got to get united as as a group, the way that the other other uh, ethnic groups are doing. We really need to do that. We need to stand with each other and work towards the same purpose. That's how our ancestors survived. Believe me, we wouldn't be standing here if they didn't pay an ultimate price. And just like they say, it is our duty now to teach our kids how to maneuver, how to be survivors. And the key to that is don't teach them how to maintain their coolness. You treat everybody with a conversation with the idea that whoever you're talking to on the other end, that they got something for ammunition that can blow you away. Then you know how to tunnel your conversation. You know how to maintain it, and you know how to walk away out of any situation. That's what we got to learn to do. Thank you. Reverend Skip, is there ever a time, I know that you said that you owned a store at one point, but can that ever be a procedure that we take, is to take back our neighborhoods and take back our, um, you know, our businesses and serve ourselves and not be seen as a, a uh, being biased or being racist and uh, just creating our own economy again? Joyce has a great idea, which I don't believe will ever work among us. I I hate to say the word never. I really don't, uh, because we should. She has the right concept. Everything she is saying is right on point. I mean right on point. But when it comes to us, I have a pro- I just don't have that much faith that we we going to bypass us because we have this syndrome about us we don't want to make Miss Joyce rich look at what she driving look at what she- I don't know why we are so jealous of one another and then again I do know because that was brought up in us from slavery time all of the tricks of the trades uh, that's detrimental to us was given to us by the masters and the overseers during slavery time. And we have carried those right on through until now. And I did. I owned I owned a store. I put that store there specifically because I got tired of them going up there to Mr. Baldwin. I got to go to Mr. Boo, Mr. Boo Baldwin. And 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 he would double charge them where a can of poking beans were 20 cents 
he charged them 50 cents. What I did was put the store up, and I added five, five, not five percent, but five cents above wholesale, what I bought them for. And those people passed me by like I was sitting there looking crazy. I even took, I, I got it to where I could take food stamps and everything. And my milk was the cheapest. I, I bought it for a dollar sixty-five or a dollar, whatever I bought it for, it was a dollar and five, a dollar sixty-five, dollar seven, and it stayed there for a year. And then I just said, you know, enough is enough. Enough is enough. And so, Miss Joyce, I applaud you. I really do applaud you. I applaud all of you on this line for your ideas and your thoughts. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen the thunder flash, and I've seen, I mean, the, the lightning flash and the thunder roll. But we don't have, we just don't have it. And and we got people like ourselves who are committed to doing these things. But the generation that's behind us, they have been intermingled now for so long with their counterparts on the other of other nationalities and races until they are going to bypass that. They're not go, they're not looking at it through the eyes of black and white or black and yellow or black and brown. They're looking at it through the eyes of green and green, green and green. So I don't know the answer except prayer. Now, I know prayer will change things. I know that for a fact because I'm still here. Ms. George, I don't don't know. I don't know, Dee. I don't know, Nate. I don't know, Cheryl, and I don't know, James. All I know is that I'm going to keep my hand in God's hand. And every chance I get, I'm going to try and talk to some of these young folks. I'm going to not on a... I don't, one thing I won't do is talk racial to one of these young people. I don't do that because I don't want to put that inside of them. What I do tell them is be careful because everything that glitters is not gold. And everybody that, everybody that shakes your hand or smile in your face is not not your your friend. friend. Is not your friend. Be careful. So, because when you start talking about their buddies, they're going to back up. They really will, because they become they they are so close with a lot of these. They think they are anyway, until something detrimental happens. Then they can't find their buddies on the other side. So it, it's a it's a darn if you do and darn if you don't situation. We are caught in a quagmire. We are, but if I know for a fact, and I'm pretty sure every one of you on this side, as I leave this line now to go and preach my sermon tonight, I tell you a fact that if we don't begin to show God that we love him more, if we don't begin to praise him and glorify him more, we're going to get worse than what the Israelites got when they were put in the back in the back in the captivity with the Babylonians for seventy years, 
and then they turned around and went back into captivity with the Philistines for 70 years. So if we don't get our act together, God is looking at us saying, what now? What next? All I can say is pray, folks. Pray. God bless you. And please, keep on doing what you're doing. That's all I can say. But like Miss Joyce said, what you're doing, you can do better. But one thing we can do better is to love more, show more love toward one another. Toward one another. Stop being jealous. Stop being angry and upset at each other so much. Stop being hateful and evil toward one another. Don't we have enough of that from the outside? So why should we bring it to the inside? God bless you. I'll see you all next Well, I'm going to go back to Kathy before I go to a phrase because I know Kathy has a spiritual spirit. Uh, and so, Kathy, after you've heard Reverend Smith, what, what thoughts come to your mind? Preach, Pastor. Preach that word. <laughs> <laughs> I I totally, totally, 100% agree with Pastor, with um, Joyce, with everybody that was on here and everything that they said concerning uh, coming together as one. And even if, if you are going to pay a couple of extra doc- dollars, still go and support uh, those black-owned businesses. And it is a shame that we as black African-American people do not support one another. I try to be an example to the people that are around me and the people that see me that if I see someone of our color, I go and support them. I don't care if it's my last $20. I will support them because I want them to excel because I know what it's like when you're out there and you're trying to do something and you need, you want your people, first of all, to support you and push you into whatever it is that you're trying to do. But most of the time you got to go out outside of your own people because they won't even support you, you know, and, um, It's sad, but like Pastor said, we have to continue to, first of all, number one, uno numero, is to pray. And we have to ask God to give us wisdom in everything that we do. And we have to ask him to connect us to those people who are going to assist us because there are people out there that will help us through this journey. And somebody else said something about we're all still here for a purpose. So whatever our purpose is, I mean, it could be for this reason right here, like when Joyce goes out and she um, talks to the different people in the community, I know Regina and whoever else, but, you know, to make the people aware. And if we don't teach them, because it's, it's sometimes it's eight or ten people on here, um, the Bible says one could put a thousand to fly, two could put ten thousand. We are able to make a change. We may not see it right now because the Bible also says we walk by faith and not by sight. So we don't look at what we see. We look at what we know the Word of God says, which is when we're walking by faith and not by sight. There is change 
going on um, within the people who we connect with, the people that we talk to, the people that we minister to. And, you know, it, it, it only takes one because that one will take that word and go to another one, and then it will go on and on and on. So we are making an impact. It may not seem like it, but I believe in my heart that we are. And, again, going back to what Pastor said, we have to pray before the wrath come down on us. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a short break And we're going to come back and give everyone an opportunity To say their final word
Ray, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. I want to thank all of you for your continued support. I want you to know, those of you who are listening, that we're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear. Call in at 657-383-0309. Uh, T, what is your final thought for this show? Well, I think we covered a lot of ground today, but it should be obvious that we have a lot of work to do, um, that we have a lot of fundamental work to do in our own backyard. So I think uh, I'd like to challenge everyone to, to uh, partake in, in, uh, in awareness and try to enlighten people of color to where it is we, that we're trying to go. Thank you. Uh, Joyce, your final thought this evening? My final thought is we can do all things through God who strengthens us. We can do this. We can do it. Thank you. All right. I just want to just, as always, continue to thank all of you for being here and calling in and saying and sharing your thoughts on working and trying to make this world a better place, not only for ourselves, not only for our children, but for everyone that crosses our path. Take care, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. Thank you.